we needed because I The government clearly doesn't think that climate change is an economic risk to Australia. I mean, their argument seems to be. That's something which I can't Trying to dress it up, pretend it was one of his friends. The crane shot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the really 
through a G-ship, the helicopter, you know, they just hard to maneuver a helicopter inside a library. So he's been banned. Here it is. He's been banned for two weeks. Wow. Get off campus for two weeks. Go away. Refine the technology. <laughs> we don't want to get me while you're doing <laughs> We don't want to catch you again, man. <laughs> so he's just... It's a downstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. It's a downstairs. But um, I think we can go stupider than that. Mm. We had as many calls. Mm. at the crime desk as we heard about this uh, case in uh, Victoria over the weekend at the Cuckoo Restaurant in Olinda where uh, basically what happened, two bandits arrived and uh, they're two big bags. The guys are uh, walking out the back with a giant garbage bag full of presumably cash. Oh, yeah. uh, before they get, well, they get the bag off him and then one of the bandits uh, manages to accidentally shoot the other bandit in the arse. <laughs> So that's just their back. The arse bandit. So they told me it's an arse bandit. <laughs> exactly what it is. <laughs> and then they've made a dash into the car going, well, at least we've got this big bag of Russell, Russell, Russell bread rolls. <laughs> Run bad. One in hospital, one in jail. Run into bread roll to stop the bleeding. Stop it, man. I love the profit. I just love a story with the phrase bundling robbers. <laughs> bundling. That's the word you don't want. When you're aiming for master criminals, right? <laughs> they would have got a garbage bag full of main courses, but they filled up on bread, unfortunately. <laughs> always happens to them. Shut through the arse, and you're too blaming. You get proud of the bad name. That's our criminal of the year at this point. He's so fun. The arse bandits in the lead. Here we go. Someone's uh, gone the drive through. You know, oh, driven through someone's house. Here we go. No one's injured. No one's injured. Here's somebody, somebody. Oh, Dean Blevins uh, was in his house at 2.30 in the morning when he was in bed. And he said that he woke up because he felt some antifreeze on his mouth. Uh, and he woke up and someone had crashed through his living room. It landed on him. And he stayed asleep for a little while <laughs> before the antifreeze started dripping on him. And here he says, if I had my gun, I probably would have shot him. Unfortunately, I've taken to sleeping with a blunderbass. And I couldn't stop the wadding in time. <laughs> Blunderbuss, I think, is where you know that is, too. Blunderbuss would be a fish <laughs> that buys buckshot from its trumpet-shaped mouth. What are you talking about? <laughs> Blunderbuss is a ridiculous word. Blunderbuss is what you're thinking of. That's <laughs> your old, uh, you know, your 70 That's what I'm looking for. That's what I was trying to get at. The joke is meant to be he's trying to stuff the wadding, you yeah. know, and he's already run off. Yeah. Look, there's plenty of other things I could have used, like musket. Yeah. I reckon yeah. now would be uh, the time for you to bust out your incomparable Kaplan chair. I'm a roll, but it's still sizzling. Yeah, it's still sizzling over two breaks. That'll be the next break. I'll get it Maybe you should run that by David O'Doherty joining us in the next hour. He commented the show last year, mm. getting him back in. He's back for the uh, Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Mm. Yesterday, uh, a lot of people calling in to support uh, Greg Fleet and his uh, efforts to do the right thing. Yep. Did well. Well done on Greg coming in yesterday. You know, it was a big effort for him. Yeah. Straight out. That was all for real. Mm-hmm. And. When he was here, there was what, you think people thought it was a stunt? <laughs> Wouldn't put it past fleeting. <laughs> <laughs> it might just be a festival show. <laughs> <laughs> what he's like. 
Uh, when he was here, there was a lot of discussions about Nash for some reason. Oh, yeah, that's true. People saying who played Trapper John and the They're working on people or YouTube? No, all of us have been uh, emailing. And James Colley says, further to your Mash discussion, because it was after Mash. Yeah, that was the one that we were really discussing. Yeah. Just, uh, because, you know, Mash quite a popular television show. Yeah. Probably a lot of people have seen. Oh, no, not us. We're going to go for after Mash. The one no one's ever seen. Playing at Colonel Potter. Okay, look, we've been the priest. <laughs> but listen, this even more obscure. James Colley says there was, in fact, a third Mash uh, spin-off. Uh-huh. Uh, Walter. But it's spelled W asterisk A asterisk, you know, like Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starring Gary Berghoff as Walter Radar O'Reilly. Yeah. A pilot was made in 1984 which saw Radar sell the family farm and move to St. Louis to become a detective. <laughs> <laughs> the pilot was barely aired in the States and a series failed to eventuate. Gary Berghoff, you know, for the entire run of Mash, you'll notice he, he apparently is missing two or three fingers on one of his hands. Is he really like Harold Lloyd? Yeah, so you'll notice, um, and he was very self-conscious about it, so yeah. for most of the scenes with Radar, he held his hand behind his clipboard. I didn't know uh, that. And his teddy bear and stuff like that. I did not know that. Yeah. Did he do that as a detective in Walter? <laughs> very hard to point the finger when you haven't... And of course, <laughs> never seen again. Uh, I mean, can anyone look at anything he's been in? Ah, uh, uh, well, uh, going up on the love boat, I'm sure. Flavor of love? Hiding his fingers. Flavor of love? <laughs> he's not, I see what he's not in. He's not in search for a new pussycat doll. And we, we still wish them luck with that search. Listen, there's another match. McLean Stevenson, yeah. who played Henry Blake in the TV series, mm-hmm. died of a heart attack on the 15th of February, 1996. Mm-hmm. Roger Bowen, who played Henry Blake in the movie of MASH, died of a heart attack on the 16th of February, 1996, the very next day. How's that for copycat? Are you going to copy my role on the telly? Right. I'll steal some of your gear. See about that. That's an odd coincidence. Logie time. Are we talking Logie? Yeah. Why is that? There are now just four weeks to go until television's big names pat each other on their backside to the annual Logie Awards. But they do apparently. Yeah. Right. Take a while. <laughs> uh, look at this. So you can nominees are out, right? And one B Lawson. Uh, well, well, Lawson, the man who comes on here to um, well known slanderous defying uh, your. Um, Onanism procedures. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Uh, well, so anyway, Ben, who, if anyone watches Neighbours, and I do because my flatmate cat insists on it, mm. uh, the other day he. <laughs> did anyone see it? Where he got hit by a horse? No. Was it as good as the bloke falling off the massive cliff and then just struggling to the top and just dumping himself down? Hopefully better. They were at a racetrack. Of course they were. Anyway, and any, anyway, some reason a little girl escapes from a family picnic three yeah. kilometres away, sure. runs all the way to the racetrack, mm. just to run across the racetrack where the, the only horse for the whole day is running past at that time, <laughs> then jumps a fence, you know, hair flopping in the breeze, and, you know, pushes her out of the way just in time to get knocked over by father, and then there's <laughs> <laughs> about two and a half minutes of being, they've gone, all right. We've got to make it look. We've got to make it look like he can't walk. Right. What are we going to do? Ben, could you cross your legs? Perfect. <laughs> Give that man a logie. That's logie's logie. So, which I was asking you, yeah. how do they decide the gold logie? Well, it's the most popular personality on Australian TV. Yeah. Based on what? 
Oh, you can be both. On both, yeah. Yeah, there's a urine sample to be taken care of first, <laughs> obviously, and then there's a written... But John Wood. John Wood's up again this year. Yeah. He's not even in anything, is he? It was he, the Blue Heel had finished. He's not a portion sort of that. He got the gold last year yeah. with a big farewell to Blue Heel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The big sentimental send-off. Mm. And now it's apparently it's for his, uh, his role in Murder in the Outback, the Joanne Lee story. Oh, really? Where he had a bit of a mullet. Maybe that's what it is. Oh, yeah. So we, how does it work? No oh. votes for Tom Long? Take no, too long. It's three lines of that should have been worth something. Here's those papers you were looking for. Surely that's a clip. Where's Ricardo? What about Ricardo? Yeah. Where is Ricardo? You remember his great dialogue? <laughs> oh, no, he's up a most popular scowl in light entertainment and stuff. It's going to be good. It's a category this year. So are you going to do your Capeland shit or not? Guys, it now? You're going to have to have some applause ready. Yeah, right. There's a story that goes with it. Oh, is there? Do we have time for the story? Talk about yourself. Oh, okay. That was what we were just doing for the last four minutes. Wait, you could have told You want to sizzle it for after the break? Yeah, hang on. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be clearly the best impression we've ever had on the show. And keep in mind, you're up against Richard Martin with his Peter Debenham. Let's hear it. Come on, Peter Debenham. You're going to have to step down and talk to I can't find the exact figures on that one. I love how quick he gets down to the speedo for that one as well. It's got the stairway. can do it home. The bar has been right. Stairway pants, speedos on underneath. Better impressions coming up next. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, can't wait to see what happens. He's calling up with the obscure mash facts. We're not allowed to put you to ear. You're getting too much publicity. And you're, uh, you know, you've got some stuff in court that we don't want to be a part of. Yeah. Imagine what it would be like to be getting too much publicity. <laughs> it's going to end for us going into the Hunter Glacier idea. A lot of winemakers calling up. <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> what must that be like? Hey, uh, what must it be like to get any publicity? Any we are in publicity. You know, you can recognize Richard Martin on the street and one beats this impression. Okay, Kate Blanchett, as you've never heard of before. In fact, people are going to think the real Kate Blanchett is just what we're in the There's a story attached. Okay, so violent gangs have turned the George Street. Why is it so quiet? Normally there'd be chatter and. Come on. Oh, right, yeah. Rapturous anticipation, buddy. Everybody's abandoning me. Violent gangs have turned the George Street cinema strip in Sydney into a terrifying haven for brawls and bashings. The latest victims, blah, blah, blah. Awful stuff. And now a shop owner who doesn't want to be named has said every Friday and Saturday night, it's a theatre down here. You should, you can just come and watch the street. Look, I have no problem with violence with the footy, but leave the cinemas alone. There we go. The best, so, look, if, the, if this is true, that makes it the best attended theatre uh, in Sydney, probably in the nation. Thousands of people turning out to watch street for the theatre of street brawls uh, every, every week. The organisers of the street brawl, the theatre of street brawls, is hoping to have Kate Blanchett on as director uh, next year to direct next season's opening show, Punched in the Face of 7-Eleven, in response, she said, mmm, mmm, mmm. Problem. It's just oh, deeply involved in Earth. Oh, I can feel 
the pain I feel like a light switch sometimes. Turning on my talents and turning them off. Gee, it's a bitchy world board of acting, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I mean, that is harsh. It isn't seem like doing your job in the game there. Is that what this is about? Listen to this. Sitting at home yesterday, minding my own YouTube business, right? Get a friend, get a call from my homie Paul Ashton, my you know dude in the uh, in the KFC ad. Apparently, they're showing it in Darwin. Didn't tell us. That's extra. Yeah, is that territory money? That's territory money, y'all. Twenty-eight fifty extra folding. Coming your way. That's it. So no one else is going to talk about anything else. It's just a horrible, lingering stain of that Cape Lantern impersonation. I love that, please. the problem. We're going to play under your thumb. That's coming up. That's coming up next. And he's heavily doing something. Oh, Around the nation, that's a bit of fallout, boy. You're listening to Triple M. They yeah. can do like it's they can play and spin the guitar and then catch it again. Mm. Amazing! Wow, kids are loving it. Always essential. But motoring bodies are urging motorists to fill up their petrol tanks today. Oh yeah, or face the steep rises for The gouge. They're coming. Federal Treasurer Peter Costello warned petrol retailers. Not to collude to artificially jack up the price of the pump this weekend. Adding, though, if you do, we won't do anything about it, so don't worry, we've been turning a blind eye to the banks and their fees for years. Why should we treat you any differently? Thanks, uh, the announcements, mate. And then he also just added something about uh, Kevin Rudd being a murderer. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's wanted to do. Hey, do we want to do some climbing? Oh, yes, it's appropriate today. Let's keep climbing. <laughs> On this for a while, it's probably happening now. Um, it's not normal that a husband would want to follow his work, uh, his wife to work every day. Yeah. And the writer of this article says, Why can't Katie Holmes see that? Mm. Tom Cruise is demanding to be allowed on the set of her new movie to quote, supervise her. Yeah. What does that mean? He'd be on the set at all times as Holmes filmed the comedy Mad Money. Mm. I think it might be shot in Canada. It's probably set in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, it says, Cruz wants to observe what's going on and will probably help his wife out. Yeah, it's going to tackle her in case she tries to do a runner. <laughs> All the Scientology <laughs> minders over at Craft Service getting to 300,000 sandwiches. Maybe they'll be extra at a Scientologist. Just keeping an eye. She makes a break. Bang. <laughs> They're all on it. Everybody. But we're saying, you know, has that happened to you? Have you ever been? The <laughs> best dream. That's a Rolling Stone song. Certainly is. Yeah, yes. Happy days. I know. Uh, yeah, when we get to play something, we're going to start. We are. Can we add rocks off? Yeah. Yeah. Well, come on. It's triple F, it's a rock song, Tony. We used to have a giant winged demon as our logo. Couldn't we have something on okay. okay. so Can uh, just an old man. Richie, we do come on dice. Oh, okay. Yeah. You've been under the thumb, have you, sir? Uh, no, you know what? I, I, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good with the ladies. I know how to treat them. Yeah. Yeah. No, I have no idea. And I'm like, yeah, certainly. I mean, you know, whenever you know, how to treat them and be. I make 30 apologies a day. There we go. There we go. That's done my mum's thumb. Sorted. There we go. What a back out must be something. See, I haven't got many stories like this either, except I remember I did go out with a girl 
who uh, thought that I needed to be more sporting. <laughs> so, yeah. And so what wanted me to take up indoor rock climbing. <laughs> I'm going, you know, the rock climbing is <laughs> outdoors. I reckon we should try and ease you into indoor rock climbing. Well, you know, say through something like getting off the couch and perhaps lifting a box. Surely this doesn't need to be any sort of rock climbing whatsoever. Why bring it inside where the good stuff is? The good stuff's inside. Leave the rock climbing outside where idiots can do it. I don't well, know. I, I, I take it up. Unfortunately, I was uh, under the thumb of someone I wasn't going out with. Oh, uh, not yeah, not happy. What a saga. Yeah. Bad time. Oh, man. So I've spoken before about cleaning spew off the car at 3 a.m. Yeah. It was three weeks of this show last year where it was angry. <laughs> the angry shock job. Coming in and kicking stuff. <laughs> punching out the damage by even if he hands over a rat. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't happy. wasn't happy. So I was trying to, you know, go into those repressed memories for the benefit of this segment. Yeah. Uh, and the only other one I could really come up with was the day that we went. It was so cute. We watched the notebook. And then we... Oh, hang on. But then we had to go. We had to go time to take the dog to the vet. Oh, yeah. What? That's a bit fun, isn't it? Oh, he's good. Because he, what? It's the dog. You're doing something nice for the dog. Yeah, but you have to like look at all the injuries and yeah, you know, pick it up and carry it with the bucket on its head and it wants to lick itself. <laughs> oh, that's right. I have to hold the dog's head to stop it licking itself while like some cleaning got happened to it. And still no action. No action. <laughs> well, that's interesting that you bring it up because I've had to actually express the animal glands <laughs> of an ex-girlfriend's dog, so I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> wow, really? Expressing the anal glands of a dog in my theater show. Pretty good. Look at this. Hey, 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 hey. Speaking of dogs. I want to hear more about that, but okay, what do you got? Dogs expressing themselves. Yeah. Look at this dog. Uh, this dog is having an exhibition. Eight-year-old Cavalier King Charles Spaniel, the cutest of all Spaniels, uh, has got to finish her something... 15 painting mm-hmm. and an eight-year-old and the, the owner says she's about to have an exhibition. <laughs> but have a look at that picture. That's what you would expect a dog to do. Put a brush in its mouth. Oh, that's just wave the brush crazily. <laughs> you know, and you're going to pick a, yeah. a bit of a snack up and down that follows it with its eyes. No, no, unless it's grasping the brush between its paws. <laughs> that's not actually on. Uh, and then look down the bottom though, because they framed the other 15. Clearly, this is just the owner doing paintings. Mm-hmm. Can't get them shown anywhere. He's going for the it's my dog angle, and then just stuck a brush in his mouth with a photograph. That was very poor. That one should have been bagged up at the park. <laughs> yeah. I don't see what this has to do with under my thumb. Nothing, Tony. Nothing. Are you under the thumb? Or do you know someone that was under the thumb? Yeah, in case no one calls you. First one. We want to hear the ugly details, the ugly Katie Holmes style details. Call uh, myself, Ed Cavalli, or uh, Richard Mark on the uh, pilot of the Anal Gland Express <laughs> on 
it's like a really elaborate kind of Labrador arrangement, you know, digging holes in the backyard. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah, right. A bit of a waste of money, I'd say. I reckon. Yeah. Yeah. There you go, Jamie. No, well, I think that relationship needs to end. Mm-hmm. You've got the good work, fellas. Judge Campbell has spoken. Thanks very much. That one's over. Thanks, Damien. I mean, it, it, you've got to be on with somebody to really concrete in its wing pool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to pick up a new one in a different part. Why don't you just dig out the concrete one you already had? Okay, well, maybe I'll call you. What do you think? Hi, Bill, how are you? Good, how are you guys doing? Yeah, we're excellent. What happened? Well, I was in a bit of a similar situation to you, Ed. I was uh, chasing a young girl and, uh, you know, flinging woo at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought it would be nice to uh, to pay for an evening out on the town because she lives uh, fairly far away from me. So I thought, hotel room in the city, night of drinks. See where things go. Well, I think um, you're uh, pretty sure where you wanted things to go. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where I wanted things to go. Yeah. What happened? I show up. I show up early to the uh, to the hotel and then get a call from her saying that uh, her ex has had a family emergency and she needs to go and uh, hang out with him. Don't get involved. You'll be concreting in swimming pools. Yeah, but sure you know, it'll be putting their hands over your face when you're trying to watch the good bits of American Pie. So you have to wait and read exactly when you get to them. You don't want somebody putting hands over your eyes. Uh, thank you, Bill. Hello, David. How are you? Morning, gentlemen. How are you doing? Excellent. What happened? Uh, firstly, yeah, I just want to start by saying uh, thanks for mentioning short bus on the program last week. Um, I didn't know what you guys were on about, so I went and hired it, and uh, there's an hour and a half I'll never get back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we do try to warn people, <laughs> not for everyone. Tell me, uh, David, uh, are you into yoga? Uh, no, no, especially not after seeing that. But I did make my wife sit all the way through it. Are you still together? Yeah, well, so uh, 
As I'm a musician, I, I work sort of five, six nights a week and go on the road, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. She has these little spies out, mate, and I'm, I'm uh, under the thumb because of the fact that uh, three days ago, mate, I, uh, my, my daughter's just come up from Adelaide, and I... Uh, I told her that I would be uh, unable to stay at her place last night, yeah. and she sent some people to Brisbane to the gig I was doing last night. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. 
I found that a trimmer, which at home is a sort of a garden device, which is like an upside down golf club to plug in with the fishing line, which we've run down here. We've not yet exactly on the summary month. So, politely, the whole audience waits until I finish the story, and then someone just went, We don't have a clue what you're talking about. And I explained to them, Oh no, you, you mean a whipper snipper. <laughs> and this is say, What sort of stupid name for a thing is a trimmer? It's obviously called a whipper snipper. Then it turns out in America they're called weed whackers. <laughs> 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 I'm sure someone for us. Lots more bizarre references all coming up in this hour. Get this. With bizarre here again. This is the second hour on Triple and some more of that fake applause. He's back in Stephen O'Donnell. I'll be moving the phrase to be sure into every second life. Hey, last one, you were here. You were waging some war with another David O'Doherty on the internet, and you were trying to make it so that someone typed your name into Google, you'd come up first. Yes. There were, there were three main players in this. There was me, uh, David O'Doherty, the violinist, who was angry at me because I once stole quotes. When I was starting off at Son of Comedy, you need quotes to go in your poster. Yeah. And he's a, a you know famous international classical musician. So I stole uh, something about standing ovation. <laughs> a performance of his Beethoven Sinatra. So at the end it was David Adardi, the mathematician, and he was furious at me because I got David Adardi dot com. No, I'm right. a nerd. I think he had described it as infinitely annoying. Which is as serious as you can get if you're a mathematician. I think he is that word. And so it was this race between the three of us trying to get to number one. And on any given week, it might be one of us getting it. I don't know how Google works. Exactly, but uh, somehow it, it, it was like the pop star. <laughs> but since then, about six months ago, Nick Faldo, the British golfer, came in and he said, I've spotted uh, a kid who's 16 now, but it will be the greatest golfer of the next generation, the greatest of the side London, and his name is David O'Donnell. Oh, no. so, so he's jumped up the rank. Well, in five years' time, we're going to be gone. We're going to be nobody. <laughs> and he's the same name as the golfer. <laughs> But have you uh, stolen that quote from Nick Faldo for your post? Look at idea. That was next level. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Now, last time you were here, you know, the press releases were saying, oh, a nominee. Or were you a winner for Best Newcomer of the Perrier Award in Edinburgh? Oh, all of that. You can't really give praise to comedy. Mm-hmm. No, no, I agree. But since then, you were, I think, nominated for the main uh, Perrier Award. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, a, that's a strange thing. And not enough to push you up the rank. People get very excited, but no, not, that hasn't affected Google. Uh, although I think I might be in, in poll at the moment. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I think so anyway. Yeah, yeah. That's what you get. But have life changed since that uh, nomination? Since arriving at the top of Google. Of Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I've, I've been away. I've been, I've been away for most of the time now since, since that award thing. At the Edinburgh Festival, they give out these, these big awards, and uh, you, you tend to get sort of TV work and stuff like that from them so that uh, people take you a little bit more seriously. I think you've been nominated for this stupid award. Do you get now ads and stuff? People trying to get you to kind of become the face of. You know, insurance somewhere or any kind of weird stuff like that? Uh, no, no, I, I have been asked to do stuff. I, I do a music show at home. So I get asked to do these really dodgy ads for bands where I go, uh, I meant to read out this thing just as a punter going, uh, the new album by the Blizzards is the best album I've ever heard. <laughs> my, my brother has the best, uh, my brother has done some radio voiceovers and uh, he's got a very clear speaking voice and he got his first computer recently and he got a 
he got the disc from Dell because he had to operate the computer and he put it in and it was his own voice <laughs> doing the disc. It was a voice that he'd recorded about two years before and uh, the voice sounded like it knew everything about computers. Oh my God, it was nothing about computers. Uh, so he's listening to his own voice going, I can't follow this! Exactly, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. I, I, I've yet resisted the temptation to change that. Yeah, now, uh, David O'Doherty is my name. Is the name of your new show. It's your, I guess, was last year your first time coming here? Yeah, it was my first. Yeah, no, I've been here twice before, yeah, so this is the third time. So you, you'd be right across everything, wouldn't you? I think I know most of the stuff now. Yeah, I mean, uh, as regards uh, funny references and things, mm-hmm. you know, I know about uh, the cream cheese and um, <laughs> uh, golden gay time. Yeah, and, uh, the things that, you know, international comedians arrive and go, that's hilarious! And uh, I've heard people go, yeah, we've actually been making jokes about that for We a have one here, we had a prime minister who uh, disappeared, went for a swim in the 60s, never seen again. Yeah. And then we have a swimming pool named after oh, him. So that, what you're talking about, is called a Harold Holt. <laughs> the joke that everyone thought of themselves. So what you should do is never make it in public. <laughs> never do a Harold Holt. <laughs> but it is, it, it, uh, yeah, it's great to be here. It's, uh, this is really fun. And it, this is just when the weather at home starts to get depressing because the winter is never, ever ending. Then you come here. <laughs> <laughs> this, this tropical climate with the window. Oh, what's that overcast? The same as at home. <laughs> Although there hasn't been, when was the last time we had some rain? Yeah, yeah, I think we've given up on that. It was some report. wasn't testing well. Yeah, nah. <laughs> the demographics are very poor, yeah. right? <laughs> Enough of that. Hey, David, you have been working on a new TV series. It sounds bloody interesting. Let's talk about it next on Get This. Oh, look, the last game, 110. <laughs> 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 um, so I think 
Triple M around the nation. Get this is the program, and our co-host for this hour is David O'Doherty, a damn fine stand-up comedian who's uh, coming to the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, possibly to your town. We'll see what happens. David, we love to talk movies on this show. Yeah. Uh, Ed and Richard have been complaining. What's, what's the problem? Yeah. Oh, I just need to reach that we don't. We haven't been doing uh, nerdy enough topics. Oh yeah. Yeah. We've got to be mainstream with talk of sports. Uh, well, we were talking about masks a minute ago. So, what are we doing? Obscure movie character. Your favourite obscure movie character. Yeah. Not actor. No. The actual character. will hang up on you. If you <laughs> so, we just uh, yeah. So that's what we're looking for. Do you have a favourite? Oh, okay. Well, um, I, I got a special edition of Jaws recently. Oh, yeah. I got a, a two-hour sort of bonus DVD with it. Yeah. This is Dreyfus and that. Mm. He they needed a scene with a, a 28 foot shark approaching him in a cage, <laughs> but all they could find was 14 foot great whites uh, somewhere somewhere off Australia. Yeah. So instead they got a midget, Frank Rizzo, and uh, he got into the cage. <laughs> and Steven uh, Spielberg picked him up because when he turned up at the audition, he there was blood dripping from his head. He just in a car. <laughs> and Spielberg went, "You're the man." <laughs> And he came in, and uh, I think he physically shot himself when he got on the cage. I hope he can to the character. Definitely yeah. yeah, can. Yeah. Obscure characters. I for Jaws, I would say the obscure character would be the mayor, played by Murray Hamilton. Who, when you watch it now, I don't hear a word he's saying. I just look at his plaid suit. Yeah. <laughs> it's a deafening plaid. <laughs> or the newscaster in Jaws, who's played by Peter Benchley, who wrote the oh, book yeah. Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. He's the guy on the beach talking about how no tourists are coming there. I used to collect Star Wars figures like uh, <laughs> like most nerds, and uh, people always used to buy me the really obscure ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Say to your distant grandson, <laughs> get me uh, Luke Skywalker, and she goes, did you say Salacious Crumb from Sabbath Lair? So, I can still remember, I mean, I'm old enough to remember when Star Wars came out. I saw it four times in the first week, and I remember we couldn't afford the figurines. But I would go to the toy shop and I was fascinated to see which ones were going. Darth Vader, day one, gone. Bang, By yeah. the end, about 20 Tuscan Raiders. Still so, uh, <laughs> on the nail sticking out. <laughs> well, uh, my grandfather uh, heard that uh, I wanted the Millennium Falcon, which is like the, the, the coolest vehicle from Star Wars, I think everyone would agree. And uh, he, uh, he spent six months making me one out of wood. Well, obscure movie characters. I like uh, Donald Pleasance in a film, and he always played pretty much the same character. And I'm thinking of him in Fantastic Voyage when everyone gets shrunk down. Yeah, 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 yeah. Down. And he was the guy who would go. We're all going to die! <laughs> and run for the <laughs> And then, years later, a good 20 years later, that character was revived by Bill Paxton and in Alien. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to die, man! We're going to die! <laughs> I love the We're Going to Die character. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years on, we're due for another one. Someone else needs to become the We're Going to Die guy. Uh, Ed Cavalli. Yeah, the guy uh, played by Kumar uh, Palana. Who plays, uh, yeah, you know, who plays Kumar in Pagoda. 
in, uh, in the Royal Tambarms. Oh, the Goda in the, uh, or Puma in the, uh, also in the Bottle Rocket. Yeah, it's in every yeah, it's in all of them as well. Yeah. The great bit at the end of the uh, Royal Tambarms where he's finally had enough and he just stabbed Stan Hackman with his pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I, I think I've got the, the, the most niche character ever in uh, a, uh, probably the greatest act in, in comedy at the moment are two guys from New Zealand who play acoustic guitar, it's called Flight of the Comedy. Oh, yeah. One of them is uh, Brett McKenzie. Brett McKenzie had a, uh, an extra role in the first Lord of the Rings. He was in the Council of Elrond sitting right there. <laughs> it was like he was an important character and that he was very serious about who's going to take the ring. And uh, he didn't say anything though, so he got paid $100 for it. But uh, nerds decided that he was the cutest elf. Oh, <laughs> really? They started to petition Peter Jackson. Uh, 150,000 people gave him a name, which was uh, Big Wit, which is short for Frodo is great, who is this? And websites were set up to try and find out who he was. It was found out who he was. Uh, Peter Jackson got 150,000 emails and subsequently gave him a line in the third wondering where his name appears as Big Wit. Naked and 
I think he ended up a, a swinger at the end with Juliet Lewis. Yeah, it's hard to top the scene where he shoots himself with a tranquilizer dart. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was a funny bit. <laughs> and it is a great drinking scene yeah. as well. Oh, yeah. And Excellent. is that the only movie where Will Ferrell has played like a normal person? Ah, uh, yeah. Kicking and screaming. Oh, yeah, yeah. Apart from those. The witch, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and the others. Uh, who have we got? Hi, Sam. How are you? Uh, good, thanks. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, the boss from Happy Gilmore, the one with the nail in his head. Oh, I 
fair few we bought the DVD that that gets a run every now and then. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like those films, the Against Combat? Yeah, I think they're I think they're really really good. Yeah. 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 Although I didn't see for your consideration. No. Uh, it wasn't in the mockumentary style. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it's hard to go past uh, Fred Willard in Best in Show oh, yeah. as the dog commentator. Absolutely. Yeah. He went for her like she was made out of ham. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hello, Adam, how are you? Yeah, hi, guys. Oh, hi. Well, who have you got for us? Well, it's actually an actor, Tracy Walter. Yes. He's fantastic. He's your um, poor man, Clint Howard. Yes. yes. <laughs> and there's a lot of people fighting for that. Yeah. And he, did, he did, what is he in? Repo Man. Repo Man. <laughs> <laughs> He's the guy that gets the two chickens and he wants to make love just as uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's going for a chicken job. Hey. <laughs> a classic scene. Yeah, Aaron Brockovich. If you just want a weird, creepy, balding old guy, they go to him. Who is he? In Repo Man, he's the guy who says, uh, he talks about the book called Diuretics. Today we'll be thinking about a plate or a shrimp. <laughs> and someone says, plate of shrimp. <laughs> it's all about the lattice of consciousness. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't think yeah. we're going to top that. No. And we've barely had a chance to Thanks to everyone. Cool. Yeah, sorry that people couldn't get you. But David, oh, you know about music. You play music, and we barely talked about it. So let's do it next time. Get this. Some chili peppers here. And get this. I should just say that a lot of people have called in. Over a hundred people have called in to say the man with a nail in his head. And uh, was it uh, Happy Gilmore. Gilmore? Of course, the headmaster was Richard Keel from uh, the Jaws from the James Bond film. Metal teeth, scary. Threatening James Bond, bizarrely discovers romance at the end of Moonraker. Over a hundred people. Every single listener called in. Nice to speak to you all. Mobilized. David O'Doney is the other voice you're hearing today. He's got an album. You've got an album coming in, David. I recorded an album in my uh, in my apartment. I live in basically a large room in Dublin. <laughs> I decided to, uh, I want to record it there, because I guess where I write most of my stuff and most of my songs. So it involved borrowing chairs off neighbors. We stole patio furniture from a bar around the corner. We built a stage out of bread crate, and we fit that 35 people in. There's no room for the sound recording equipment, so they have to go down the stairs. And we to my friend's apartment. And, uh, yeah, we came out with this uh, it's, uh, I always want to be dressed as a pirate on the front of an album. So uh, it's called Jiggle Me Timbers. <laughs> or, got brackets after it, or Jokes Ahoy. Uh, I couldn't decide which. So oh, let's let the punch stick. And you tried to get the what number 20? You were saying you were trying to get into the chart? Well, it's, no, I tried to get a single of mine to uh, number 30. Uh, well, it was number 27 in the Irish charts. It was always a dream of mine. Uh, <laughs> the Irish charts is dominated by Susan White. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, the Irish charts really mean well, more in the contemporary pop style. Oh, so okay. I tried to record one of those and uh, got to uh, number 30. Yeah. Got a three off. Oh, why? Well, February is the month because uh, I didn't know about this, but people buy lots of singles going up to Christmas. Mm-hmm. And in January, they spend vouchers. Uh, ah, but in February, not a sinner by single. You know? <laughs> so we got it in there with 200 units of chart ranking sales. And we're 30. <laughs> 200? Yeah. Yeah. Which was all of my friends. Well, <laughs> on, I have to say on this show, there's not a lot of musical skill. Uh, we launched a very poor April Fool's prank recently. There was a story in the news that in Serbia, and of course, this is true, yeah. it's good for you, obscure fact, they're erecting a statue of Samantha Fox. Yeah. Oh. Thank her for her recent promotional visit. A statue. And there's already a statue in Serbia somewhere. And I'm, this is all for real. Of Rocky. Of the character of Rocky. So we tried to claim, and I uh, hope no one's offended by this, 
is meant to be a full loop to a great yeah, length. your voice on the sketch, so uh, they are. I'll know where to find you. We tried to claim that due to a recent promotional visit, the new national anthem of Serbia is, in fact, the theme song to Laverne and Shirley. Oh, wow. <laughs> Republic of Serbia. Republic of Serbia. On the Balkan Peninsula. Watch out, Macedonia. And we'll do it our way, not Croatia's way. Make all our dreams come true, and we'll do it Serbia's way, not Bosnia's way. Make all our dreams. For me and you, and Serbians too. Thank <laughs> you. 